Hello, everybody. This is Brittany. And Elhar. And we, this is Know Your Tristory. I was showing my co-host Elhar my forehead because I have um, a receding hairline, even though I'm a woman. Um, I've always had it. It's not something new. I've had it since childhood. But he was like, why do you do that? It's like self-harm that you show people. She was displaying her like large forehead as if it's like this trophy, like um, Gaga and A Star Is Born, like showing me your profile, but it's your forehead and not your nose. I think people don't. I mean, I have to paint a visual picture. So basically, my hairline starts way past the curvature of the skull, which is why it's so disturbing. So it's like don't. That's such self hatred. No, but it's just the truth. I have to paint a picture for them. I'm not. I'm not saying it with disgust. I'm just saying, you know, imagine a hairline that starts past the curvature of the skull, which most people would describe as, um, you know, balding if it was a man. Right. Well, Trisha has a very small forehead. Exactly. From what I remember, because she says she does. It's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why you kind of love her? Is her small forehead? You wish you had that. I'm jealous of anybody with a small forehead, to be quite honest. Oh wow. You have so many more options in life because you can part your hair in the middle. You don't have to have bangs. Yeah. Um. If only your mom drank when you were pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at that Trisha, you know, claims or says people say she has fetal alcohol syndrome. And there's nothing wrong with that if you have that. Um, but, um, oh, there's a TikTok, TikTok trend that's going on that comes up on my For You page every time. I wouldn't know you I, blocked me. Yeah, I, blo- I blocked <laughs> I blocked my co-host on the app because he was uh, hating a little bit too much. Um, I block all haters, and but there's this TikTok woman who, who's getting forehead reduction surgery, and it's her videos are at the top of my for you page every time I log no. in. A new <laughs> video of her, and it's so gr- grotesque. No, I mean no, I mean okay. First of all, I think anyone should be able to do what they want with their bodies, and bless this woman. Um, I'm happy that she's you know I have nothing against her. Okay, I'm glad okay. she's doing what's right, right for her, but uh. Yeah, it's like these videos, you know, before her talking about her getting the reduction, and then every time I log in, it's the first thing I see is this new part of the journey, and she has, like, you know, the scar afterwards that she was showing off, and how she got, like, inches reduced. And I just am wondering, like, is this algorithmically showing up because it's really popular, or is this showing up because TikTok knows that I have a huge ass for (laughs) Mainly because the only TikToks you watch are are Trisha Paytas and... uh, what are other what are other like small forehead or large forehead traits <laughs> low forehead <laughs> yeah i probably do only watch people with low foreheads yeah or you like are you know certain face creams <laughs> that true. you're that you're buying that they cerave you, we all know cerave is large on tiktok so That's maybe the, they can connect it and see that you're buying a lot of face lotions, <laughs> a lot of surface area. Because they know there's a large surface area. I've definitely never Googled forehead reduction surgery before because I was shocked to, to find out that this was a thing that a young person could get. Yeah. <laughs> I would remember if that was something I had heard of before seeing this video. Did they remove the brain? Like <laughs> it, it looked like it. That's why it was so crazy. She. It looks like, oh, I can't even. A lobotomy I so can't you can have a small forehead. That's kind of what it looked like. It was like they literally made an incision. They must have cut out like four inches of skin and just sewed it back together or something. Gorgeous. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure that's I just, beautiful. Yeah. I was kind of like, should I get that when I saw it? But I just, it's too, uh, I'm too, have too much of a soft stomach. Is that what they call Weak stomach. Yeah. Well, yeah, imagine. we know that. You were gagging in the park the other day. Um, yeah, and a dog walked by. Yeah. <laughs> you imagined their poop uh, yeah. being piled into the trash can. I was yeah. walking over here, and then we'll get to, I think we want to start talking about the Vulture article. Yes. Uh, a profile. She's finally getting the mainstream media attention she deserves. Yeah, our girl um, went mainstream, which is crazy. Did it you- is wild. I was walking here, and I walked past Kiff, the store, and Shake Shack. <laughs> And I was wondering if, uh, in downtown Brooklyn... No, don't, don't say... I'm bleeping sh- that. I don't no, want people to know. you know, in New York City somewhere. If, if, hey, Trisha, of- if Trisha, Trisha has taught us anything, it's you can't be too careful with these stalkers. <laughs> but I was wondering if she has gone through a kiff phase yet, which I think would be really oh. funny to see. But I, don't, I think she's too... too uh, I, I can't say tasteful or cool, but she is. Like, she just has... She has an aversion to that type of energy, and I guess, but it is influencer world, which I guess get, gets to the vulture piece, yeah. which is, which centered so much around her being an influencer. Yeah. Um, and the context of even all the whole, it was talking about her in the context of the world of influencers when she represents so much more than that, and she's even more it's hard to con- compare her to contemporaries and it's easier to compare her to people in pop culture who were not influencers but were you know sort of fake blonde women who represented um where culture was at the time uh and were cool and sexy and funny and trollish and ironic without trying to be wanted attention wanted attention yeah um yeah, what did you think about... I mean, I loved seeing her get some shine, but yeah, that was my particular um, problem with the articles, that they were positioning her as an influencer. So when I think of influencer, I think of someone who is marketable to brands, who can use their social platform to like have get brand deals and sell stuff to people because they have influence. And Trisha, notoriously, can only get sponsored by adamandeve.com, bless them, because they've been right. with her since the beginning. So she's, because she's not um, considered brand safe because um, of her many controversies, um, probably also because of her OnlyFans, so... Which is, which is ridiculous, but also it is sort of a slight to her, like, obviously she wants more brand deals, I'm guessing, just so she can make more money and we'll get to the money thing, Mm -hmm. but... Um, it is true that an influencer is only defined as an influencer in their relation to influence you to buy things. Yeah. And the market does not believe Trisha has the power to influence people to buy things, which but might actually be true. I don't know no, if that's true. I think she does because I feel like I do so many things. I mean, right now I'm wearing a Wild Fable um, top from Target that Trisha wore in a video and I went out to buy it. Cause <laughs> but you have a large forehead. Uh, syndrome. <laughs> I'm also drinking out of a pink sparkly tumbler. I mean, I would say this stuff, you know, that's that's not like everything she does I buy, but certain things, like the food, like every time I watch one of her Domino's videos, which was iconic series, one of her greats yeah. was her Domino's era. Um, I didn't ever buy Domino's because we don't live in a place where it makes sense to we get live Domino's. In New York City. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but I wanted it every time. And then when I left 
New York City I, in yeah. a very COVID safe way, um, I got Domino's. I guess that's true, but the difference is, is like <laughs> it's more because you're buying into the aesthetic of Trisha Paytas and her, like it's you want to feel it's it's I don't it feels different than fucking Emrata posting a Chanel bag or, or posting yeah. a, her eyelashes or whatever brand Emrata has it's like more connected to Trisha's narrative and like to that point like the Domino's thing and this is my other issue with the Vulture brand they talked about chameleons and how she is chameleonic or whatever like she shifts eras so quickly which I think she does represent but they didn't really get like talk about it in a broad sense like yeah madonna and gaga like the, the dominoes thing for example that is like an album era like yes. she had like one day or i guess she had like a week or sometimes she still does it where she like dressed no, no, up no. as a domino not anymore person. she's papa john's all oh, right yeah sorry sorry <laughs> uh sorry check, facts are facts yeah uh, a fact check but no it was like a week snipes. or two weeks it was one of her longer eras um but uh, yeah, she so she dresses up as Domino's and she does that and then, you know there are like forty TikToks in a row in this Domino's outfit and it becomes an era that is like iconic and important and like a sign of where we are and then she shifts and that's like <laughs> a day or a week where yeah. for like a lot of artists or at least it used to be like Madonna or Gaga who are also fake blondes mm-hmm. um, uh, were are chameleons but they like shift over the course of two years versus trisha has like she she's so like light years ahead she's so accelerated in yeah. her eras and her reinvention yeah i mean to me what you just said i think places like to me that's her lineage that's like the greater context is like more of a pop star than of um what we think of as like an influencer because she goes through these eras she's constantly you know doing this these new kind of rebrands um and it's just kind of like as everything is these days it's like way more accelerated kind of i'm just repeating what you just said but way more accelerated than what like madonna was doing in the 80s because all of culture has accelerated because of you know digital media um well, and because she's not, I think what you were saying is actually really interesting. She's not getting money really from ads anymore. So she's like, it's kind of like an old school pop star who gets money from album sales because she gets money from OnlyFans. It's just like direct, right. it's like directly sex, sexual, but yeah. she's not, she's not reliant on like her fucking beauty brand or True. her, her um, influencer hawking in order to like get income, which like is the... Like, the function of her eras isn't to sell things. The function of her eras is, like, to be your your uh, your muse, basically. And to, like, yeah. be fun to follow. It's kind of interesting, too, because there are so many YouTube personalities, influencers, where they make physical products, like Jeffree Star, one of her arch nemesis, for instance. Like, he makes makeup palettes, but you could say people buy his palettes because they're buying him, the brand. They like his videos, you know, they just want to buy something that represents him. But for Trisha to buy into it, you buy, like her herself, she's the product basically is buying right. her OnlyFans. Right. And something about that's in a way kind of elegant and beautiful to me that it's like she doesn't have to hawk like, you know, a physical fake product and pretend like it's anything it's not. Where it's like people just want to buy into her personality because she seems like you know like a friend like it's like it seems like it's you're you're so intimate in her life because she uploads so much content and 
shows you, um, you know, the messiest parts of her life. <laughs> she doesn't just, you know, she feels very real more than a lot of other influencers because it's so unfiltered. Right. You know, she's been on camera on drugs. She's been on camera crying on the floor. She's been on camera um, saying extremely questionable things. She's been on camera and that's having sex. That she's yeah. been on camera just, like, chatting for two hours on end in the car. It were, I mean, one of the common comments, I feel like, on her TikTok is, like, people will say just, like, feels like we're FaceTiming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's, like, this intimacy with her that I feel like, no, I do feel like literally no other influencer matches that level of intimacy because she really just sends it. As, is that what right. Logan Paul used to say? Like, send it, bro. Like, send it, bro. <laughs> send it, bro. Like, she, know, she just, culture. she will just upload and send it. I don't think she ever thinks twice no. about Well, she's natural. Before. Natural. It's kind of like how, like, women have instincts when it comes to like childbearing to some degree like she has natural content instincts like content are her children and it's like a natural it's instinctual for her even though she doesn't think about it whatever she's doing it it adds up to like this greater story and i think like what you're saying about jeffree star hawking these products jeffree star doesn't really try so hard to have a story with like the shane dawson documentary and all those things but doesn't like you know I, you know, rag to riches, blah, 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 blah. But, like, Trisha actually has a compelling story, and it's also because she is actually creating culture. Jeffree Star is creating products. Yeah. Trisha is creating culture. She, like, Sad Boy is a cultural artifact, not a product. And, like, isn't tailored to the market. And that's that was another thing with the Vulture article that I had an issue with, because obviously Trisha loves attention, but she would be doing, like, the things that she gets attention for are usually things that are not intended to get uh, attention so for example like the adam sandler thing right was huge yeah and like people are obsessed with that and think it's funny that's she's just obsessed with jewish people right or something right now because of her fiance who's from israel moses moses uh, bless him greatest man Uh, (laughs) although you know (laughs) pro-palestine no 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 no, 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 no. I'm pro-Palestine. I, uh, yeah. No, no, but they're they're pro-Palestine. Well, I watched a video on this. He okay. said that he doesn't, because um, this is obviously a problem for me as well, because I'm also pro-Palestine, and I find, um, I would find that problematic, but he doesn't, he's pro-Palestine. Wow, my king. Wow, yeah. she really found a, tr- a real one. <laughs> I did look into this, because I was a little, I was getting a little worried with all the, I was like, uh-oh, is this going to be, like, is she going to become, like, straight-up Zionist? <laughs> I'd love to see her with Gal Gadot on a tank in Tel Aviv, uh, clubbing. Um, but yeah, what was, I don't know what I was saying. I have uh, a dead brain, but I, f- I feel like she. Um, oh yeah, she was. She's like that Adam Sandler thing. Like that got so much. Like people were really into that. She did not do that or create that, and I feel like that's she used to troll, <laughs> and now she's not trolling. She just is. I mean, she even said this in the article, the Vulture article. Like she doesn't even know what irony really is. That to me was interesting, and I also wanted to pick your brain on kind of like the unknown with her, which you were kind of just touching on. Which I feel like the Vulture article was trying to pose this as a question, like 
you know, is every move she makes, like, strategic to get attention? And then we get her quote where she was like, people think I'm being ironic, but I don't even know what that means or whatever. I'm misquoting her. That wasn't what she said, but... Yeah, so sort of... <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Where do you fall? What do you think? What do you think the answer is? I don't know. Question? I mean, I always, say, like, err on the side of nuance, or I think she's... Obviously, like, people like to say, you know, she's in on the joke, but I generally do think that she has... It's instinctual, and I don't think... I don't know if she knows that she's in on the joke and I think that quote of irony was really interesting yeah. <laughs> I uh, because because the things that do get so much play are the things that seem so out of left field like that yeah. Sandler, or even sad boy like no one is pop punk isn't having that much of a revival although no you know people are trying to and she just is doing that because she's obsessed with that uh, uh, aesthetic <laughs> yeah. right now and um and so I don't know. I, I do think in culture right now there is this discussion around, like, the limits of irony. And it, I think it's only ironic now to be uh, unknowingly ironic. Because then it... <laughs> because everyone is trying so hard to be conscious with their irony, which sort of, like, neuters the point. It's, it's a... You can't be conscious of your irony anymore. It has to be something totally... Uh, yeah, you can't be like a '90s irony, you know, like yeah, that seems cool. Like yeah. no one does that anymore. Yeah, it's all like post-ironic or whatever. But Trisha was kind of the like post-irony, whether she likes it or not, the crusader. And I think <laughs> like she, you know, and that's why she she's... is truly post-irony. Sorry, no, you're, you're right. right. She represents it where it's like you really cannot tell. Which people in, yeah, I used to get that a lot, well, actually, when I was in high school, where this guy, I remember this actual conversation where he was like, you guys, like, I can't tell anymore when you're being ironic or not. It's like, right. he's like, you're, like, post-irony. Like, I really can't tell, like, what your values are, like, what you like or what right. you don't like or whatever. And then that, she really fully represents that, because you really, it's hard to tell. Like, yeah. the Mitt Romney video. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and also, like, intention also doesn't really matter The dominoes. Anymore. The dominoes. The dominoes. Well, that's the thing. Like, that, there's no intention there. It's just, like, fun. And yeah. it, take it, basically. Yeah. I do have this hard, annoying... The Vulture piece also talked about her being camp, which felt uh, uh, sort of not regressive. That's not the word. I don't know. It felt sort of like... Um, I don't know. That didn't feel right. Really? That's interesting. I, I would I think of her as a camp icon. I used to, but I think, well, one, I think the word camp is overused. Um, mm. And two, I don't know, again, I think she's kind of post-camp. I think she really is this, like, futurist. Uh, yeah. She, like, really represents all the failings of our past, or all the beauty of our past and all the failures of our future. That's so elegant and true. <laughs> I agree with that. Well, did you want did you want to talk about like the sex work? Because that also yeah. Well, that kind of yeah. What you just said reminded me of that, which I think so. Yeah, I think like I kind of mentioned before that I think Trisha is less of an influencer and more of like a pop star because she has the different eras, and then I mean she does also make music also of course which is amazing I mean, she is a pop star yeah yeah freaky, she is a, she is freaky, a pop star freaky which was her, her amazing i mean i love sad boy 2005 um but you know traditionally pop stars had to use their 
or maybe they didn't have to, but they a lot of them heavily used their sexuality as a marketing tool to get attention, um, to, you know, spark outrage in the case of, like, Madonna. Um, and, um, but a lot of it is, like, suggested sexuality. So, like, you know, Madonna, um, you know, made sexual videos, but she wasn't, outside of her book sex, which was, you know, literally her naked and... <laughs> but I mean, outside of that, you know, other it's pop stars, book, Katy Perry, yeah. Britney Spears, it's all suggested sexuality, um, but very virginal in the same way. And Trisha to me, again, is like the future of pop stars, or why I see her as like this like future kind of like, or the pop star of the current era that we live in right now, because she's, you know, doing... Uh, her product is, right, you know, her OnlyFans, sexuality, but it's um, part of, it makes sense for the current time because she's, is actually, you know, having sex on camera, putting it all out there. Um, it's not kind of this, like, tease anymore. It is, you can watch, you know, that this whole person, you get their whole, like, everything. They're, um, they're whole, yeah. And they're whole, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It seems very similar to me, kind of, or like the natural kind of evolution of what a pop star was in the 80s or 90s would be, you know, someone who's constantly reinventing themselves, right, who's yeah. constantly drumming up controversy to market themselves, who has these creative instincts. But, um, but, there, but there is no... The hard thing is, is like, I, I hate to say there is no product because she does make music. But, like, even the music itself is a part of the act. Like, it's inverse. Like, it used to be like, oh, we're making this album, so we have to stir up controversy or sexual um, uh, scandal or uh, an aesthetic for a certain era. Like, um, what's that Madonna era with, like, the blue jeans or, you know. The any... cowboy one? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. they're, they or Ray of Light era. Like, they all have, yeah. like, these given aesthetics <clears throat> and hairstyles or whatever in the yeah. same way that Trisha's more accelerated short-term eras do. But, like, that, the function of that was to sell an album. For Trisha, it's the inverse of that. Like, the function of the albums are to sell her aesthetic. They've always used the term sex sells, and now sex sells literally. It doesn't sell albums. It literally it doesn't, sells. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it albums, sells on OnlyFans, right? And yeah, and she's making how much does she say she's making? Like you know, like hundreds a of thousands dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. And it's a majority of it is coming from OnlyFans. She said like seventy percent of her income. Yeah, which is like one of these things that it's interesting, right? Because the sex I we I've subscribed to her OnlyFans once just to see what's up, and it feels very detached from her content. The rest of her content? Yeah, because, you know, maybe she is, but I don't know if she's, like, wearing that, what is that, like, big Gerard, is it Gerard Ray, that, like, giant black wig? <laughs> like, I don't know if her she's, like, wig? fingering her pussy. Yeah, wearing the emo, is she? emo wig. I don't know, and I don't think so. I'm, unless there's, that. maybe that's why she's doing well. Everyone wants to see an e-girl, uh, or emo girl. Um, she said people do requests, so sometimes she does dresses up when people request her to do stuff so like someone requested her to do this the face where you're like cross-eyed like this <laughs> um so she did a lot of videos with that um but yeah i don't know i mean we only subscribe to her only fans briefly because as i like we just said i love the content i love trisha but i just that's i don't uh, i'm not a porn consumer <laughs> i mean i am i just you know i watch 
men usually. But I do think it's it's interesting that she is um, a like that that is so disconnected. Although it's it's so it's such a majority of her income, mm-hmm. and you it used to be that sex had to be so connected to your work in order like well kind of what you were saying like Madonna used sex to sell and it's always a part of their music videos but it wasn't the work itself. Mm-hmm. But for her, it, like, is the work because it's 70% of her income. It's, like, her day job. Yeah. Yeah. And she does that to fund her sad boy and her... And her TikTok. I mean, I feel like even... See, this is the thing. This is why I I am a ride-or-die fishy. I don't know if that's what they call the fans. Swedish fishy. But a fishy, even though, you know, as people have said, she does controversial stuff. She starts drama. She's done offensive things. But I'm a ride or die fishy because there's just something so human about her when you watch her social content, especially recently, like her TikToks, because it does feel like she's doing it not for money, but because it is kind of like her passion, same with like her music is her passion, Um, and it does feel super authentic in a weird way, whereas a lot of online content feels like very, um, you know, like someone thinking of like what would be funny to do on TikTok, you know? And they, like, think of this, like, joke they could make. Like, hers are all so weird. You know, they're never, like, it's never, like, some, like, writer's room, you know, Harvard lampoon kind of, like, joke setup punchline thing. Yeah. Like, they're funny because, like you said, she's inherently funny. Like, she has a sense, she has, like, comedic, natural comedic timing or whatever that you can't really, uh, that you can't really, like, make up. Um, well, that's also why she's become such a, like, a symbol of, she's been memed a lot. Um, you know, the classic, like, uh, A Star Is Born meme where she's like, ah, okay. Or, or just, or, no, it's just the video of her being like, ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> out, the, out the window. <laughs> or there's, like, a meme of her, like, sort of having a realization where it's like, she, I don't know if you remember her, like, kind of rolling her head back and being kind of like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a lot, there are a lot of those sort of GIFs or videos that people use because she does, she like, she is the comedian that everyone wants to be or the, that people see themselves being. Yeah. Um, and then everyone like applies that to their life. Um, and she is so like authentic in that way. And that's why she's a- able to be memed other than like, you don't see that from fucking, you don't see big fucking influencers being meme jeffree star i've never seen a jeffree star meme never yeah and if it is it's making fun of him um and because he's like i don't know we bur- should it's get, him burning a we should not talk ill about him we don't want to apparently he, d- he tries to you know hit put a hit spot on yeah put it, we're gonna get a hit spot on us. allegedly 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 he's gonna do a tiktok and sue us we don't have any money or bodyguards oh i shouldn't say Shush that away. we have a lot of money and we have a lot of bodyguards so she would help we would, we're gonna go to trisha's bomb shelter yeah. <laughs> in the bottom of her uh whatever mansion yeah um, but no yeah i mean i think uh yeah, that's why she's been memed. It's because she is authentic in that way. When did that's you first true. discover um, TP? Trisha paid his toilet paper. Or no. Well, that... don't you remember the toilet paper controversy from last year? Oh, no. I don't. <laughs> she was trending on Twitter because she uploaded a photo. Oh, yes, yes, of, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
of toilet paper attached to her hole or I her think pussy. so. I didn't I think it was her I think it was her butt. I didn't yeah. see the photo. Um uh, I just I've been there. <laughs> to be honest, I used to when I first started having sex, like I use toilet paper I don't anymore. One of the reasons I don't. <laughs> and, you know, if a guy is about to lick you just, uh, I've thought about this too. And there's just a toilet paper. It's really. Just I've thought not about a this too. I thought of, I've had that irrational fear, <laughs> which again, this is why she's so relatable. Because I feel like, yeah, I've had that irrational fear of like, what if toilet paper is stuck to my butt during sex? A little cottonelle seasoning. Um, <laughs> I'm sure some men are kind of into it. I'm sure she gets a request. Maybe that's why it was there. Maybe. Um. But what, what, yeah, what was your first, Trisha? Do you remember? I'm so, I'm so mad because I knew we were gonna film, you know, this, uh, kickoff episode of Know Your Tristory, and I don't even know my own Tristory. I can't even remember. Well, this is a soul searching podcast. We're gonna, every episode, we'll see if we can remember. I, I, mine was one of the, uh, mukbangs. Um, and like her very early day mukbangs. And I, used to just sit because I always have to watch something when I'm eating like I I just need something I need content and she's just the good and I think she knows that's the function of her mukbangs yeah but like I just would eat and like watch her um and I guess this was probably in college um like years ago um and I really yeah I I really enjoyed spending my time with her and I actually (laughs) recently I was like kind of having like an emotional moment because (laughs) she was eating in her Rolls Royce uh (laughs) recently she was I forget what she was eating by herself (laughs) in in her Rolls Royce which she definitely does for the tax write-off and I love that wait really I'm sure I've wondered that about the halls yeah, I'm sure she does tax right now. Like, can she write off, like, the Chanel bit? Like, those crazy expensive things that she makes? Is that why she, she shows makes a video? video? Yeah, she has to make the video. So she, yeah. Oh, it's so smart. Man, that makes me wish I had. And the same with the Rolls Royce. She, so smart. She can, so smart. If she just films her eating Taco Bell nacho fries. But I had an emotional moment because I was like, wow, look at her. She's, she seemed very happy. She was talking about her fiancé in her Rolls Royce. <laughs> um... And I also felt, like, weirdly nostalgic because we live in New York City where we don't have cars. Yeah. And it reminded me kind of of, like, my childhood because she was, like, driving with food yeah. through a parking lot and it felt so calming yes. to me. It's so comforting to watch her eat fast food in her car for yeah. the same reason because we don't have that experience. It reminds me of, like, childhood. I think that's the reason why a lot of her – I mean, also because of the food she eats. Like, I love her what I eat in a day TikToks. Because the food that she usually eats is, like, the stuff that I would eat when I was, like, 12 to 18. And it's so comforting. It just puts me back in that, like, kind of safe, safe place. Well, didn't you grow up eating? You didn't have an egg until you were 21. Yeah, I didn't have an egg. Yeah, I didn't have an egg until I was 21. (laughs) I didn't have an egg. I didn't. uh, I ate, like, Trisha. Yeah. I, like, exactly like her. Just, like, fried food. The, well, now she's doing the butterfly shrimp um, in oh, her latest video. Her latest TikTok, she's making the butterfly shrimp in the oven that you can get frozen at the um, grocery store, and that's I oh, used fuck. to eat that. I kind of want that. Should we order like some butterfly shrimp? I'm so hungry. We can just walk to the grocery store and just get some and cook it <laughs> up in not, the oven. I'm not baking with Babish. <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> only, I can't, I don't want to cook. But no, yeah. no, no. She eats the fro- it's pre it's frozen shrimp. It's already breaded. It's co- coconut breaded shrimp. You just take it out of the package and throw it in the oven. Oh, 
Oh yeah, okay, I'll do that. Let's do it. So we could do a little. We'll do a TikTok as promo for this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to eat that a lot growing up. I'll put um, my shrimp in my hole. But yeah, no, it's nostalgic. <laughs> it really is. And yeah, I mean, I guess that's also part of it. It's like this feeling of being baby. Yes. I mean, very it's, I, big baby energy. Yeah, which is it feels nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have many memories of just watching her, like, lying in bed, watching her, like, Hot Topic haul videos from years prior, um, you know, in many apartments ago, and and just, like, feeling so soothed, just watching her take stuff out of the Hot Topic bag and seeing what stuff she got. (laughs) It's like watching, it's like Christmas or something. It is. Like, by proxy. Like, you feel like you're opening a bunch of presents. Well, and also because she's so intimate, like, to that point, like, okay, you're watching her a lot as a kid. Also, till now, she's been around for a long time. And she's also had this, like, journey of... I hate the word journey. She's on a journey. Um, But uh, where she went from sort of, you know, she was trolling, but then, you know, all of these, like, sort of mental breakdowns that the the Vulture article talked about. But really, she also, like, has had this sort of... I don't want to call it, like, an awakening. But, like, you know, she's now sort of, like... You know, she posted this, uh, I don't know, if it was it, I think it was an Instagram story of, like, herself reading Michelle Obama's book, yeah. <laughs> Becoming, and it was, like, inspirational, which, like, is very funny and also, to me, like, a sign of where we are, of, like, you know, in the last election, like, white women, um, a lot of wealthy white women, like, changed their, like, evolved politically, um, and changed, uh, you know, started voting and, you know, started becoming more engaged in politics and Black Lives Matter and all these things, which, like, is very easy to make fun of, especially because a lot of it feels very performative. But, I don't know, I, Trisha makes me sort of empathize or, like, understand that they're, like, some people, it just, it, like, takes time for them to evolve. I do think this is, it is funny, though, she voted for the first time in this last election. Yeah. And she, she did say she did it for the TikTok. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, that's why, like, yeah, doing it for the TikTok and being Jewish is, like, is, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I think she's, like, kind of starts to understand more things. I think we have to do a disclaimer that someone on this podcast is Jewish so we don't get um, oh, yeah, yeah, canceled yeah, yeah. for being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, just have to do a little disclaimer. Just a disclaimer. Um but yeah, doing voting for the TikTok is sort of again, she just represents the times. Fuck Bella Thorne who got an <laughs> OnlyFans. Trisha's like the real Yeah. Like, she's actually on OnlyFans. She's not just doing it for, like, a headline. Yeah. But. Um, okay. Um. <laughs> I know probably in, like, next episodes we're going to dive more into the history and, like, go, like, dissect the different eras and different videos. Yeah, I think but we before should. But before we. Yeah. Before we wrap this up this episode, I really need to hear your thoughts on the conspiracy theory that. Um, Philip DeFranco called Ethan Klein at 2 a.m. and started cussing him out and being like, fuck you, and 
saying that he was the Trisha Paytas rehabilitation ah. um, project. Ah. Everyone is commenting and saying, admit it's Philip DeFranco, or like, wear a yellow in your next video if it's Philip DeFranco. <laughs> what do you, I feel like there's, I cannot imagine think? Philip DeFranco doing that. You can? I absolutely can. I'm sorry, I think Philip DeFranco is one of the most disgusting humans. And this isn't me being a hater, like, I, you know, whatever. I just think he's so... He's been around for a long time. Yeah, he's I just, I, ha- I have he some. I gotta have some heart for him. Yeah, you're a fan. Well, I'm not a fan, but I have respect for every for any for any. You YouTuber. watch his videos, though, right? Yes, yeah. I watch his videos. I <laughs> See, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> I watched his videos when I was like 11, well, and I didn't know any better. It's like Smosh and Philip DeFranco. Well, I stopped watching him for a while because I think I found out that he's like Republican, but now I don't know if he's Republican anymore. He seems. Like, he had an awakening, but I don't know if that's actually true. I don't even know if it's true if he was Republican, but I watched something where I was like, oh, your political beliefs He seems sort of, like, white guy angsty. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he was, like, libertarian or something. Uh, something that's yeah. just not my vibe, but... Jordan um, Peterson it up. What? What are you doing? Wait, what's his little thing? You've just been filled in. I just like that he keeps it so consistent. It's so tight. What are you doing? Wait, what is it like? How's it going, buckaroo? His inflection, <laughs> though, to me is like there's nothing more repelling than the his inflection, which I can't even. I, last Philip DeFranco show, I should maybe I should do a live reaction, but like you what I can. Do a live my, sort of, my sort of like that'd be so funny. Is it sort of he kind of goes like. They were good. He does like an inflection like that, and the way he edits even is so like. What do you guys think in the comments? No, I want to know what do you guys think about this. Yeah. Let me know in the comments. What I really want to know is. Wait, is he covering news still? What does he even cover? <laughs> what does he even talk about? Is he like my, you know? Yeah, he does a mix. He does a mix of um, news, entertainment, and YouTube drama. Oh, so he's basically <laughs> just a drama channel. No, yeah. I mean, he's half. He does in thirds. He does entertainment news, YouTube slash, you know, all that. How old drama. is he? I don't know. How, let's guess. Do you think it was him that texted, though? He's 35, and he's doing YouTube drama channel. I mean, I guess that's fine. Good for him. Um, he probably makes so much money. He just looks so strange. Okay, we can't. Sorry. <laughs> this is kidding. Sorry, sorry. Um, I mean, I, I'm not being mean. I'm just being... I'm sorry. No, I, I, it's not that he looks bad. It's just he looks like a certain type of person to me. You know? <laughs> He looks like the guy who would, like, stick a fourth finger in without asking, you know? I do, yeah, I do get Predator vibes, but I, that's, you know. Allegedly. I mean. I just think it's so funny to imagine him, like, going off at 2 a.m. to Ethan <laughs> Clyde randomly and saying all this abusive stuff. About, um, uh, yeah, because didn't he say, what did he say again? He was like. <laughs> oh, we should pull it up. He basically said, like, this like, is the Trisha Redemption you. tour, and then fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think the Trisha stuff was le- more minor. Ma- mainly it was just, like, fuck you to, he- to Ethan Klein. I can't. I'm doing no research for this pod, by the way, in honor of Trisha. <laughs> I'm going in raw with no facts, and I'm just going to let it roll. I'm so. looking at Philip DeFranco's Twitter. If I get anything wrong, that's why. And it's all about how he's pro-milk, drinking milk. And he's he's trying to make like a milk a culture war. Thing. That's not. So yeah, he's definitely in a, he's definitely in a bad place. Wait, that's I'm recent. Sure. Let me see these fucking tweets because I am, if there's one thing I'm passionate about, it's that milk. Fuck milk. Fuck milk. It's and pregnancy I, in fuck a bottle. Milk. 
I have always hated milk since the day I was born. Same with eggs. So I finally got over that, that at the age of 21. It is unnatural. Well, why are you just vegan? Um. Because <laughs> you eat flesh, but not um, lactate breast milk. Come on. Yeah, that's weirder, man. Would you're you gonna drink, drink the, milk? You're going to drink the titty milk and... That's weird, man. That to me is weirder than the just flesh? killing the. Bam. That's bad. Well, I don't. Let's listen to no, this. No, I'm vegan. I'm vegan. Should I read? I'm vegan. I'm almost vegan. Okay, I'm semi-vegan, but I do eat meat occasionally because it's hard to be 100 percent strict about anything in your life. I'll read. Um, okay, it's. Uh, but I was vegan for two years. He's someone um, <laughs> tweeted, "We need a slur for people that drink milk," and he said, "Hello, yes, nine one one. I think I'm being hate crimed." And then he said, my wife has given me so much shit for the past 13 years because I like milk. And this bitch, <gasps> this he bitch said- had the audacity to walk into my office sipping the largest chai latte I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Like, it's not 99.9% That can't milk. really be him. You called your wife that a bitch? That can't really Y'all be him. Think he I don't- can't be calling his wife a bitch. Y'all think I didn't show her the tweet first before posting? Imagine, like, like having to say that you um, got permission from your wife <laughs> to post. You think I'm trying to fucking die? Yeah, this is like wife guy territory. I think he. I all right. I'm scared of him. Yeah, I'm he's really scary. scared of him. That's so weird to call your wife the b word in a tweet. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's also weird to drink milk. Uh, oh, and now he's being. He's also in, engaged in um, Saudi Arabia, in Saudi. Um, politics <laughs> so i think he yeah i think something's going on <laughs> uh I, I would like that maybe we can get some i mean this isn't the uh this doesn't know your um yeah we'd have to get frank, off this the this frank is history should we end this by you've been you've been filled oh yeah your, that's your pussy's it. been your filled pussy's in been filled in your gaping <laughs> hole has just been filled to the brim I, I with i haven't prepped in so long i need me yeah, either. But not by Philip DeFranco or a milk can. I have not had sex in, um... <laughs> I don't think I've had sex this whole year. Since the beginning of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... So, if anyone's out there who's, like, a Moses type, because he seems honestly like you a, really great, need a, Moses. a great partner. Yeah. He seems like a, a great man. <laughs> A king, a prince. We need to go he to Tel Aviv. like a princess. <laughs> Let's go to Tel Aviv. You can find a Moses. But he moved to America. Yeah, I don't really know. I haven't. Maybe we can do a whole episode on um, the 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 relationship of Trisha oh, and Moses. Oh, for sure. One of my favorite things to say now about anyone's relationship is it's giving Trisha and Moses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whenever I see. Because I love their relationship, so, you know, it's giving Trisha and Moses, honey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People think, people, uh, close friends of ours accuse, accuse them of having a fake relationship, but I don't believe it for one second. Well, legally, they bought the house together. Yeah, absolutely. You can look it up. They don't have a fake relationship, and also, they, I also, yeah, I mean, we could, Azealia Banks also went through, like, a, a phase. She, like, dated a Jewish person. <laughs> And, like, you know, was very into it. And then she was engaged, and then they broke up. So I think there was, like, a false equivalency. Where, like, Trisha and Moses are so much more real. Wait, but I thought um, that was fake news that they broke up. 
She posted an update afterwards. Oh, really? Like, just kidding, got back together. Wow, they're really two peas in a pod. I want to see I Trisha know. and Azealia. <gasps> well, yeah, because of course, because Tri- early on, on Trisha did, broke up with Moses, you know, many yes, times. Yes, so, yes. of course. So, yeah, to me, they, they really are two peas in a pod. I want to see them uh, eating. Collaborate. Uh, yeah, eating Shake Shack inside of a... <laughs> their Rolls Royce parked outside of the Kith in New York City. <laughs> what is Kith? That is a brand I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand what it is. I've seen people wearing the shirts. I do not get it. <laughs> it's also like a bath tile in the store, which is really like such a tired aesthetic or like subway tile or whatever. But they have cereal ice cream too. It's like half ice cream, half... Um, clothes? Clothes. Um, maybe we should get some to taste test as a... Ugh. I mean, I'll do it, I guess. All right. <laughs> I don't want to go. I walk by that kith all the time, and I'm, I'm always like, what is going on in there? I just don't get it. You know, I just don't get it. But um, either way, <laughs> I'm excited about this podcast. I feel like next time we should try the, um, now that the soft potato tacos from Taco Bell are coming back, we could get those yes. and eat them live on air. So yeah. we can annoy people with our, or maybe we can allure people. We can get fucked via our face sounds our mouth oh, sounds oh yeah get some the hotties hot asmr chewing <laughs> chewing taco but yeah i'm excited <laughs> we should i think we'll we'll think about where we can do a trisha and moses episode we can do the albums like a close read of the of the texts yeah <laughs> we I, yeah i would love to do some lyrical analysis um I would love to dive into, like, you know, her fandoms, talk about some of the things she's a fan of. Um, sorry, I'm trying to, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm trying to make my voice lower now that we talked about how this could be a vessel for us to get laid, because before I was excited, <sighs> so I was in my more, like, Wait, doesn't that make voice. you more masculine to people? I was talking with a guy recently who likes getting low, fisted. Low, sultry voice. Interesting. I was talking with a guy who loves getting fisted, and he said he lowers his voice when he's getting fisted, even though like, like being fisted is like a, like the, supposed you're to the be feminine one. Yeah, but it's like also you're hyper femme because you're like literally taking an entire arm in your butt. Yeah. But you're also like super mask because it's because like being punched. Yeah. You're and like, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so he like says he lowers his voice a lot when he gets fisted, and like only when he gets fisted. So are you? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the psychology is. But does he normally have a very high-pitched voice? He has a, yeah, he has, like, a, a shrill gay voice, like I do. <laughs> you do not have a shrill gay voice? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they I do. said, I feel, sorry, like, I feel like I read a study, which could be wrong, but I feel like I read this, <laughs> that there's a study that women, without unconsciously, uh, make their voice higher around uh, men. Straight to sound men. more feminine. To sound more effeminate. You can look it up. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like I read that. But then they all go, oh, hi. <laughs> so maybe I should, so to attract men, I should be more like, this is a Trisha podcast. This is, well, Trisha changes her voice too. Yeah. Um, I think we all like have natural inflections and change our voice. Yeah. Depending. I, yeah, I Instinctually agree. change our voice. I mean, depending like Depending on the situation. Like you change your voice low because you thought that was, <laughs> which is like telling, but maybe that's because of your, your bisexuality. <laughs> Please and, don't expose me as being bisexual on this podcast. I told, I told, uh, I don't want to get into it, but I'll tell uh, you this. Bisexual awful. excellence is yeah. starting a podcast about um, Queen Trisha. Yeah. Do you think she's still a queer icon after the trans controversy? Yes, absolutely. As a member of the non-existent community. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes. 
I don't know what to say. I mean, Lady Gaga said she was bisexual and has never dated a woman in publicly. Um, I think it's more to be an icon, especially of like, I don't like queer community doesn't really exist, but to be like that, you have to embody like this hyper post campness or campiness or post irony that is like fun. And she has all of that. She is the it girl of that. So, yeah. I guess I was just thinking of her fans, because, like, I've tried to talk about her to straight or bisexual men. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just like, yeah, if they exist. (laughs) The men who say they're bisexual, you know, take that as you, whatever. And they don't understand Trisha. They're not interested. But I've been... Yeah, yeah, gays are, yes. Yeah, most of the people who I've talked to who are interested in watch her content happen to be gay. Well, yeah, because she's, like, a doll. And like yeah. I love that she like her, her like yeah she her, she does drag every day basically yeah she's for like sure. literally just a drag queen um, yeah but like it's also a very like talent she's like a yeah she's like an extremely talented drag queen comedian um, queen of content the one funny thing is is she did say <laughs> that she uh, I think on the latest episode of Frenemies and then we should close out is yeah. uh, she said. Uh, this is maybe my favorite Trish moment of the week. Maybe we can do that. Maybe yeah. That can be a segment. Yeah. But she said, she's like, oh, I don't go on Reddit. Like, I don't know how to use it. And it's funny because she's like the queen of social media. And Reddit is obviously like the most masculine social media. Mm-hmm. And she can't figure it out. Which I agree with. I've never really, I'm not a Reddit girl. And uh, it looks too, it looks so, looks so white and sterile and like brutal Versus, like, you know, having nice little icons that you can tap on, like, a lot of movement. Reddit, you really need to, you really need to know where you're going. You need to, so, I, th- I thought it was funny that she said that. Um, that is I think she could figure it out, obviously, but it's funny that, like, she's the queen of social media, and she always is the first one to hop on. Always. TikTok, she was on it. Like, she's so good at, like, adopting new platforms, and... It's just interesting that she isn't a, isn't a Reddit girl. Yeah. Trisha you know, AMA. You know, figure it out. What does that mean? Who's to say? And yeah. I really hope that she doesn't have a down coming. I know. Because I we wonder, all do. Wait, what do you mean? We all have a down? Yeah, her life is just going so well. I know. It's scary. I, I, it makes me, but this is sort is of a thrill. I know. It makes me nervous. I want it to keep going up, though. Like, me too. I, I want to see her, this, this like, hint of mainstream success continue for a little bit. Yeah. I want to see, see her, her on flourish. SNL. Yeah, exactly. I want her that on The View. Fun. I think she would be an iconic The View host. That would be so replacing incredible. Replacing Megan McCain. <laughs> I would love to see Trisha... <laughs> Goldberg <laughs> about something. That would be so funny. Where they bring up anything and she's literally just like, mm. they like with the global warming clip. Where she like, would be smarter than any of all everyone on the view is really I know mean. she's smart, but she's only smart about things that she's passionate about. Whereas they talk about a lot of like you know, like when she said on on Frenemies that she doesn't has never looked into global warming. Oh yeah. <laughs> like like she's smart. <laughs> Obviously, she's, like, a genius at what she does, because she makes a ton of money on it, doing it, um, but... For, like, global, yeah, things But, like yeah, that. I feel like she's obsessed with very specific things, and if you're gonna ask her about something, like, like, um, I don't know, like, school funding, she's gonna be like, 
<laughs> yeah, but I would. I kind of want that. I like, I want to see her sort of. <laughs> take, like, I want to understand because she. She. If you notice, she takes everything from movie references. So when she talks about the Holocaust, she's always like, "Oh yeah, Schindler's List" or like yeah. "Inglorious Bastards." And yeah. like, I think she would do the same thing. Like global warming, she'd be like, "Oh yeah, like, uh, like." 2012 or like whatever I don't know fucking know like a disaster movie yeah she's like oh yeah like I think she sees things through culture and that's what makes her such a cultural force for sure um, yeah but she's someone who loves art which is kind of beautiful in this modern day and age yeah especially because everything's so been so political the last four years for obvious reasons I mean people are it seems well I don't know if that's true I mean it, to me it seems like people have been talking a lot more about politics because it's so in your face because of Trump and um, it's kind of unavoidable just to, you know, like we're having to reckon with a lot of, you know, really awful things that have always been there, but are just more in your face because of Trump now. So more people who maybe haven't been political in the past have felt like they needed to speak on politics or talk on politics. And it is kind of refresh, like nice just to remind, like, remember that there's someone who's just like really like interested in art. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Cause that's valuable. Art is really valuable, but yeah. You know. <laughs> well, that's a great place to end, you guys. Art is art really is, valuable. Art is so valuable, <laughs> including um, uh, Wrong Side of Mulholland Drive. Yeah. <laughs> which is a, a great song that we got drunk to this, uh, this fall and danced around the park in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Do you have uh, any plugs? No. <laughs> I wish a butt plug. No. Um, sorry, that's like a very like uh, Philip DeFranco joke. But um, no, what are we plugging? Uh, I want to plug um, BK Taco Sad, Factory. Sad Boy 2005. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go to onlychurch.com slash sadboy. Yeah. I'd love to plug um, Trish Like Fish 88 on TikTok. Your, your, your Tumblr or whatever it is, your cup. Oh, uh, yeah. Sad boy. I ordered you a sad boy cup and a sad boy sweatshirt. I'm so excited. Um, so I'm gonna have and it two took three tum- months to ship. <laughs> now I'm going to have a collection of three tumblers, which is exciting. I was thinking about this. Actually, we can end on this. I was thinking about this where, like, Trish Worshipper sort of, like, she has her, you know how she has her entire case of cups? Like, yeah. shiny cups. Yeah. I don't know if they're called, like, tumblers or whatever. Um, but she... <laughs> That's kind of like an altar, and it's very like Mecca vibes. Like yeah. if, if she were to ever to invite us to her house, like I would have to, like take a moment of silence near that. <laughs> um, and so I think you getting three shiny bedazzled pink cups. Um, it's like you're making your own little Trish altar in your home. For sure. So you can sip out of. For sure. Sip with Trish. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks everyone to tune in. Um, <laughs> Let us know in the comments Shit. below if what you want us to cover on yeah. upcoming episodes on Know Your Trish With your low voice. Let us know in the comments yeah. below. Also, let us know if you want me to do a high feminine voice or more of a, you know, raspy smoker's voice. Let me know if you want to fuck me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah, so please let me know that, but only if you're. I'm hot. I actually am hot. I promise. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> and you are too. We're, we promise we're, we're yeah we're good looking we're i'm accepting applicants for suitors as long as you're not into choking um, oh yeah <laughs> anyways have a great day everyone have a great day <laughs> see you on trish talk see you on only trish <laughs> see you on only trish.com <laughs>